0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. Today is a solo episode with me, Christina, and it's going to be interesting because, to be honest, I don't really feel up to making this right now. Uh, I tried to record it over the weekend, and then I just kept procrastinating, and then... I was too tired. And now here I am, Monday morning, sitting in my kitchen and doing my best. That's all we can really do, right? Is our best. Uh, Not that I need to be my best for this podcast. I think I've lost track of what I wanted the vision to be for Pickles and Vodka, which is just to have a place to be vulnerable and imperfect. And yet here we are, four years later, and I still put all this insane pressure on myself to perform like what even is that and how do I stop (laughs) maybe I never stop maybe I'm always going to feel this way Uh, maybe I need to stop looking at it as a weakness and start looking at it like a strength like I'm always looking for new ways to improve and I'm always aware of my own flaws Uh, I don't know I don't know I still kind of see it as a weakness (laughs) Uh, but welcome Um, Today I'm going to be talking about a few things That have been on my mind recently I've been feeling really depressed And It shouldn't be a hot take That depression can hit anyone At any time It doesn't matter how well your life is going uh, But Sometimes it'll just hit you And it's definitely been hitting me I know what it is like It's just stress Uh, I've been going through a lot of stuff at work lately and you know we're we're moving soon so we've been getting ready for that Uh, but these things are things that everyone deals with and so I think the reason that I feel so guilty about feeling depressed is that in my mind I don't have a reason to and I know that y'all are out there shaking your heads like I know it's so dumb like I know that this is a valid feeling uh, and it's actually been something I've been experiencing for a, over a decade at this point. Uh, whenever I look back on my old journal entries, I, I see myself writing about feeling frustrated that I'm struggling because life is good. Uh, and then it, it just keeps happening. Uh, not that my life has always been as good as I think it is. I think I'm really quick to compare my experiences with others, and if someone else is going through a hard time, then that is all the proof I need that I should not be going through a hard time. It's just silly. I don't know. I'm not used to being in this stable, quote unquote, place because uh, my life for the most part has been decidedly marked by chaos and trauma and self-destruction. So when I'm not traumatized, or self-destructing or chaotic. It's weird. And sometimes I wonder if I just like manufacture these situations to make myself more comfortable. And that seems really weird because like you'd think I would be comfortable now. But when I when I feel this good, I start thinking like when is the other shoe going to drop? What is about to happen to me that is going to turn my life upside down? And the fact that I don't know what that is gives me intense anxiety. And so in a way, I think the reason that I keep turning my life upside down, going off the rails, whatever you want to call it, is because that state is familiar to me. I'm really good at operating in an unstable environment. But with that said, I'm also... Trying to grow as a person Uh, I'm trying really hard Lately to um, Look out for myself And just to process my feelings Before acting on them Uh, In a way it's kind of like Being my own parent I I was talking to my sister Bonnie Last night About this very topic And she told me that The parallel she draws Between taking care of her mental health And Well not taking care of her mental health is that of a plant that you've been tasked with taking care of it's like sometimes you don't feel like watering the plant sometimes the plant is not going to look great uh sometimes you just kind of want to throw the plant away and get a new plant and start over but at the end of the day a plant is a living thing and you have to take care of it even if you don't want to and it's kind of that way with mental health too Also, she was saying, like, if a friend was going through a hard time and not taking care of themselves, wouldn't you be gentle on them and celebrate the tiny, tiny wins and, you know, make sure they're eating enough and drinking enough and sleeping enough, all that stuff? Like, what is preventing us from doing that for ourselves? Uh, I'm still trying to find out. I'm still trying to find out. Uh, I've been trying to take care of myself. I called out from work today because I feel kind of shitty. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I don't know. Sometimes things are just too overwhelming. And in those situations, at least for me, the best thing to do is do nothing and just wait through it. And uh, in the meantime, make sure you don't (laughs) self-destruct. So I'm here. I showed up. I'm doing the podcast. But... I don't feel good about it I feel kind of um, vulnerable right now and I feel like I'm letting people down I feel like uh, no matter what I do for my mental health it's I'm still gonna always end up in that spot of just depression and overthinking everything and not wanting to do anything and uh, it's just really exhausting now that I've been vulnerable with y'all I really want to talk about a depression and what to do when it does hit you seemingly out of the blue because it's scary Uh, especially if you are in recovery or working on yourself the fact that you can just get hit with this shit out of nowhere is really scary like what's to say it won't happen again I I wrote an essay about this but uh, a couple years ago When I lived in Seattle and I was uh, dating Andrew, my ex, who was on the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, I went through a really severe uh, suicidal ideation phase. And I don't know if I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but I just didn't want to exist. It wasn't that something terrible happened. It wasn't that I... uh, Wanted to die, per se, but I didn't want to exist. Everything at that time just felt so overwhelming. Things like hanging out with people that I loved were very difficult. Things like going to work and doing a decent job. Those were difficult. So there were a few weeks, at least, where I just decided not to put any effort into living i would go on really long bus rides listening to sad music and just daydream about ways that i could die and that was i mean i had been suicidal in the past one other time when i was an alcoholic and that was different because i mean alcohol makes me suicidal that's what i tell people when they ask why i don't drink even though I do like other drugs, in the end, I don't drink because drinking makes me suicidal. And I really don't want to get to that spot again. Um, But the scary thing about this time that I was just talking about is that there wasn't really anything that triggered it. And in my core, I felt truly broken. I just felt broken. Like I was doing everything you were supposed to do. And I still did not want to live. It was literally a weight on my chest I know everyone says that but I literally felt so heavy-hearted everywhere I went it was just too much and ultimately it did pass but I don't know sometimes I feel like I'm getting back into a phase like that not the suicidal ideation part per se but I'm starting I'm not taking care of myself as much as I used to uh, physically and mentally I eat like shit these days I've been, like, uh, losing my appetite and not eating as much, and that has triggered a response that I didn't know it would, which is, like, I'm starting to feel good about not eating. I'm starting to, you know, body check again. I'm I'm still in recovery. Like, I haven't... I, I wouldn't call this a relapse. It's just really interesting that I'm starting to look at food this way again, uh, that this is my response to stress, which is just like, don't eat. Uh, And it scares me. The funny thing is, though, when I do look back on those times uh, in Seattle that I was so miserable, I tend to romanticize it in my head. Like, I always forget how truly bad it was because it was exciting I mean, let's be honest, when you're going through a a breakdown, it's pretty exciting. People are concerned. Uh, You're concerned for yourself, frankly, if you're anything like me, like maybe you're concerned, but also not concerned enough to really do anything about it. Because like I said, I feel most at home when things are, are derailed. I feel like if I am manufacturing the derailing, then I don't have to worry about someone else doing it to me. I don't know. So I've been feeling kind of nostalgic about that lately As fucked up as that is Um, And speaking of the word nostalgic Another thing that I want to talk about today is Feeling nostalgia for something you never experienced Uh, And let me explain that As you may know, I grew up in a very unique situation Uh, I was homeschooled and I grew up in the church And I didn't really get the kind of childhood that most people get. Not that my childhood was bad, per se. Like, you've heard me talk about that stuff before, so I won't say it again. But, you know, we had two loving parents, and creativity was encouraged in our household. There was a lot of value placed on family and love and just... Our parents have always encouraged us to be ourselves, even though we were raised with all these strict guidelines and rules. In the end, I mean, we're still close to them now, if that says anything. (laughs) In fact, I know my mom's listening to this. Hi, mom. Um, But even so, even despite the fact that I had a great childhood and I don't regret anything because it helped me turn into the person I am today, for better or for worse, I still feel nostalgic for the kind of childhood that my friends had. And I don't know if the childhood that they had was any worse or better than mine, but that doesn't matter. It's it's the idea I've built up in my head. Like, what if I had gone to public school and been allowed to listen to rock music and allowed to wear jeans? And like, what if I didn't, you know, leave my home and go to the most expensive college ever just to get away like I could talk all day long about the what ifs but I don't know maybe it's entitlement I feel a little bit entitled sometimes to a quote-unquote normal life and even as I'm saying all this I'm cringing because I know that there's no such thing and I can't compare myself to others but the, the point is I feel a lot of nostalgia like this intense longing for something I didn't even experience That might not have even been good if I had experienced it. Like, what if I would have always turned out anxious and depressed and with an eating disorder and addiction issues? Like, what if going to public school would have been worse for me? I don't know. I'm working on a project right now where I'm writing about my family's experiences. And in one chapter, uh, I talk about this very feeling and I compare it to a party, that you weren't invited to. Uh, Everyone in town is talking about it. You hear it's going to be legendary. You don't go. And you didn't miss out by not going, but you still can't stop thinking about it over the years. Like, every party you go to uh, does not hold a candle to that imaginary party that might have been terrible for all you know, but you still wish you had been there because going through something terrible sometimes, like being disappointed sometimes is not nearly as bad as never getting the chance to be disappointed. At least that's kind of how I, I justify it. Like, as someone who likes to be in control, I feel like it's one thing to go to a party and have it suck, but it's another thing to just not even get the chance for it to suck because you weren't invited. Does that make sense? Uh, I don't know if any of you feel like this, but this feeling of, of nostalgia for something I didn't even experience is really getting in the way of living my current life, or at least it has in the past. I just, it's so easy to get sucked into this spiral of, you know, would I be depressed if I had lived my life differently? I don't know. Uh, This seems like a good point to jump into uh, a journal entry that I made in 2016, because I think it speaks a lot to what I was feeling then and what I'm feeling now. Uh, Okay, so I wrote this on 6th of October, 2016. At the time, I was living in Austin. I had just started dating someone new. Uh, I was working full-time. I had great coworkers. I was good at my job. I had just started school again, and for all intents and purposes, my life was pretty great. So here is what I wrote. Actually, I'm going to read two journal entries because uh, the first one kind of leads into the other. Also, I think I might have read the second one on the podcast before, but I don't remember. So we get to hear it again. Um, Okay, so the first entry is from October 1st, 2016. The mornings have gotten cooler, a welcome breeze in the air as I ride my bike to work. I feel vibrant with potential, the energy flowing through me via my newest playlist. Sorry, my handwriting is messy. Work always flies by. I put all my effort into doing a good job and making my coworkers feel comfortable, team-like. Dusk coats everything in a gold shroud as I return home, exhausted yet contentedly so. Then the anxiety sets in. At this point in the day, I'm too tired to work on school assignments, yet when I try to rest, my eyelids can't stay shut. My phone buzzes, so I pick it up. I remember something I was going to search the day before. Before I can even blink, an entire evening is lost, the last of the sunlight disappearing along with my expectations of a quote-unquote normal, what? I can't sleep, my mind races, it craves to be altered, to receive comfort from the strain of simply functioning. All I want is the feel of a cold beer sliding down my throat, or a basket of fried pickles with ranch, or even a razor blade. And then in parentheses I say, uh, no, not that last one, I've just been reading old journal entries again. Uh, Why am I never relaxed unless my mind is being chemically altered? Why can't I simply live in my own head? Okay, so that's the first entry. Uh, Already, I'm sure you can pick up on a few familiar themes. Uh, The second entry is from October 6th, so five days after that. And it goes like this. I wish I knew what it was like to live life without this crippling feeling that I'm missing something, that I'm just not good enough. Technically, I'm doing so many things right. I'm doing my best to be productive. I get together with friends and try to laugh and converse without betraying my social anxiety. I get out of bed and eat breakfast. I survive, but it all feels off. I want to thrive. I want to live without needing the buzz of caffeine or the fuzziness of Benadryl to ease me into sleep. I want to go somewhere to study by myself without worrying about all the negative consequences getting lost, crashing, meeting someone I don't want to see. Better stay home. At the peak of my mental health, I'm still driving myself crazy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have read that one on the podcast before. So if that's your second time hearing it, I apologize. Um, But that last sentence at the peak of my mental health, I'm driving myself crazy is literally just what I was talking about. Like I have been feeling this way for such a very, very long time and I still don't have the answers. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I would have told my younger self at that time. Uh, I think I would have told her that, first of all, you don't need an excuse to feel shitty. Uh, some people just feel shitty, and sometimes there's no warning. And that's okay. It's not your fault. And I, I also think I was spreading myself a little thin. I was looking for, f- for fulfillment in, like, my job and friends and school. And when I didn't feel that fulfillment right away, I think I poured myself into them even more and I worked even harder to manufacture it Uh, and I ended up burning myself out I would also tell her that there are so many ways to find comfort, to find relief from the feelings of anxiety and depression that I was feeling uh, that I didn't even know about. I mean at the time I was in my early 20s And I didn't have a lot of healthy coping mechanisms. Uh, And I think that's honestly the biggest difference. I mean, obviously now I still use unhealthy coping mechanisms, but I think I'm a little bit better about, uh, like I was saying earlier, parenting myself, like showing myself some tough love. Like maybe I feel sad. I don't want to leave the house. Uh, Guess what? You're going to go down to the end of the street and back. Uh, And I usually feel better after, you know, am I low energy and feeling sick and have no appetite, maybe get a milkshake and give your body some sustenance that way. Like that's literally been something I've been having to do is there's not a lot of foods right now that I'm interested in. And so uh, my partner and I have been getting milkshakes for dinner some nights. And if that is honestly a victory, like if that's the only thing that I do for myself in the day. Um, I don't know, sounds good to me. Uh, But it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy, even though I have grown uh, in lots of ways I haven't grown. And I get depressed a lot. So for this week's Pickle Poll, uh, for for those of you who don't know, the Pickle Poll is something I put out every couple weeks. And uh, it's a question that people can answer. It's just my way of interacting with my community and... It's been a really good conversation starter. So this week, the question that I put out was, what keeps you going when nothing is going your way? And I wanted to share your answers because I think I could really use them right now. I know a lot of you could really use them right now. And if anything else, it'll be entertaining, right? Uh, So let me just pull them up here. I'm actually going to play the audio messages that I got first because they're really good and they'll provide some more context when I read the, the comments so here is an audio message that I received uh, from my friend Alyssa at Flesh Daddy on Instagram it's really good stuff here it is
1: the Tao of Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, um, he goes I'm going to let you in on a little secret every day, once a day Give yourself a present don't plan it don't wait for it just let it happen it could be a new shirt in a men's store or a catnap in your office chair or two cups of good hot black coffee that's pretty much become my mantra where um i will do things for myself or i will gift myself things um, as a way to kind of my love language is acts of service so I kind of try to turn that back on myself sometimes. Um, I'll do things for myself, like uh, give myself a treat whenever I'm running errands, or I'll go to get a manicure and a pedicure. Just kind of things that gift a gift to myself. Um, and sometimes there are days where everything is going wrong, and I have. I wonder to myself how I'm so high-functioning, you know, in spite of having those days where just everything is just rapid fire bullshit. So for example, um, I love coffee. Uh, Everybody who knows me knows that that's just like my main beverage. It's just a nice hot cup of coffee. Um, And so what I do is every morning I will sit in silence, and I will read or I'll just sit and I'll drink my first cup of coffee. And nothing is to disturb that. And usually my mental health is better for it. So sometimes when shit's just not going right, I will take that same cup of coffee, but now it's in the middle of the day and I'm having a cup of coffee in silence reading or scrolling through my phone or whatever. And it kind of helps me regroup um, a lot of the time. like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, TMI, but earlier today, I had a mental breakdown, and it was real bad. Um, just just stress, and working really hard, and just general depression from being in the house all day. And uh, I've been trying to hammer out these paintings, and I just kind of had just a little mini mental breakdown as a treat, you know, just one. Uh, and so when that happened, I went, oh, okay. How about I make myself a cup of coffee? And it was an instant, like, regroup kind of thing for me where I had to conscientiously make the coffee, count the scoops, pour the water, and just kind of refocusing and regrouping in that way and focusing on something that I know was going to be a treat for me helped me a lot.
0: Okay, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of getting yourself a little present every day. Um... I've said this before, and I've said it again, nobody is going to give as much of a shit about you as you. And we can't always count on others to get us out of this depression. Um, Sometimes, uh, and also, we know better than anyone else what will get us out of the depression. Sometimes. Not always, otherwise I would not be here talking about this. (laughs) But sometimes we do know what we need. Um, It just takes another person sometimes to give us the strength to give ourselves that. And when you don't have another person, sometimes you don't have that strength. Uh, And so I really loved how Alyssa was talking about doing something like having a cup of coffee in silence before work. Like even five minutes of that is a huge gift. And it really just sets your day off right. These negative, uncomfortable feelings definitely have a snowball effect where you might feel a little bit shitty in the morning and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and snowballing into this huge massive depression episode and all of a sudden it's a lot harder to get yourself out of it and so things like giving yourself a cup of coffee in the morning before work uh, actually goes a long way towards preventing that um, so thank you Alyssa for that the next audio uh, response I want to play is from Marconi who Who is the host of Suicide Logs I actually had him on my podcast Forever ago um, And it was a super entertaining episode Uh, Marconi's podcast Is basically him Giving himself reasons Not to kill himself Pretty straightforward Uh, So he was kind enough to send in uh, Not just an audio message But a couple videos For this one Uh, He he switched to audio message after a couple videos So you're going to hear a shift in the audio quality Uh, But it's it's super great It's super entertaining Uh, I'm just going to play it Here it is
2: You know me man Suicide logs up in this bitch What keeps me going When you feel like nothing is going your way Well One thing That is for certain Is that we're all going to die so, um <clears throat> kill the fucking fly. Just like how I killed this fucking fly right here, bro. The times is ending, you know? So let's pretend I was this fly, right? I'm gonna live my life up the best I can until these 20-something days are over or whatever. And uh, you know, why why fuck around? Why fuck around spending my time moping, you know? You can just spend your time. You know, even though it's not possible for so you. Maybe <clears throat> here's another fucking fly. <clears throat> I just killed two fucking flies in one video, bitch Um, You're gonna die Point I was trying to make Is enjoy the ride Before it ends It may not it may be easier said than done, but it always helps to either have a reminder or keep it to yourself Or have it in the back of your head, you know? Um, Make the most out of what you got, even if what you got is little by little falling apart. So sometimes just kind of enjoy things falling apart, you know, just don't take it so serious. Whatever's not going your way, fuck it, dude. That's that's what's going on. Some people are born a man. And they wanted to be a woman, you know, right from the jump. Things just weren't their way, you know. So uh, I could make all kinds of analogies, but yeah you just you just gotta deal with the the cards that are that are handed to you, and that's the thing that makes it um that makes you you so for example, we all don't really know for sure what happens when you die right, but let's just pretend hypothetically if you were to die and you kind of get a good little summary of your life or you get to look back on things or something no matter how shitty it was i at least for me i always want to know that i made my best attempt fuck comparing myself to other people or anything you know it's it's about knowing when i look back and being satisfied that i put my all into it you know because you only get one shot and you know it's gonna end so might as well you know do the best you can so when it's over you can feel um, you know, good about it. Not, or, or, or how do, you know what I mean, right? You, you feel satisfied. You don't, you didn't do a half ass job at it. There's a price for everything. I'm kind of trying to think of a rebuttal to everything I just said. And it's like, ah, oh, I don't have motivation to do anything. I don't want to work out. I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want to get out of bed before 11am. That's great, dude. You could be seriously passionate about that shit, you know? I do it. I love sleeping in and jacking off five times a day and not getting anything done. I, have the, I had that day yesterday, dude. But you're going to pay for it in the long run, you know, because you're just getting small amounts of pleasure um, and not really earning it, deserving it. So it's going to hit you mentally. So sometimes it's just like you got to earn. Like right now, I want to smoke weed, right? A part of me is like, I want to work out a little bit and earn it. You know, before I, I, I pay for it in another way. Mentally, physically, whatever.
0: Okay, so I think you got cut off there. <laughs> but um, lots to talk about, right? So, so right off the bat, I want to talk about um, the concept of earning things. Because uh, I do that too. I will have a craving for something like uh, ice cream or something. And... I also know that I have chores to do. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, you can do the chores and then you will have earned that ice cream. But but I've also been in the situation where I withheld things from myself because I felt like I didn't earn them. And that can be really dangerous. So I think this approach needs to be handled with a grain of salt. Um, I think if you are the kind of person that can motivate yourself Into self-care Then that's great There is a sense of accomplishment That comes with Doing something productive And then Enjoying the The rewards Afterwards That is 100% valid Like I said I I think this way still But also I think That just By existing I would argue that You do deserve good things And um, It's true Like we're all going to die someday And some of us have been dealt really shitty cards in life whether it's something that happened to you or just the way your body chemistry is um there's things about myself and my brain that i can't change and realizing that has honestly been really helpful for me it's taken a lot of pressure off myself to like i was saying earlier to perform But it's also easy to get stuck in the mindset of, well, this stuff happened to me or I was born this way and I can't change it, so I'm just going to give up. Um, I've been there too. And really, at the end of the day, all you have to look back on are your own decisions and your own experiences. And I'm kind of in a place where... Part of the time, I'm just racked with guilt because I feel like I haven't made enough of my life. And I am in my brain destined to disappoint myself over and over again. But also I've had moments where I've been like, I am so young and my past trauma is not going to define me. And when it comes down to it, I am in control of my own life and there's choices I can make to improve my life there's also choices I can make to derail my life and it all comes down to what choice am I going to make today and sometimes uh, that choice does mean calling out of work and feeling sick and miserable all day but resting it's all very subjective that's what I want people to take from this honestly is it's all very subjective but yeah I I don't know what I was going to (laughs) say thank you Marconi for sending that in uh the fly part made me laugh when I watched the video. I, I wish y'all could have seen that. Maybe I'll post it to the story or something. Um, okay, so moving on to the other answers. Uh, it's funny that I, I mentioned my ex, Andrew, earlier, because he also wrote a response to this question. So how do you keep going when nothing is going your way? Uh, he says, I'm trying to write a piece about this very thing. Best I've got is curiosity of what the next day might bring. But really, I have to keep going on because I've got a punch card for a free burrito nearly punched through. And frankly, I earned that damn burrito. The secret is having lots of punch cards. So you're always in this position. (laughs) There's that word earned again. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. I would say that is a great reason for yourself to keep going. Sometimes the only thing that keeps me going is knowing that there's a new episode of better call Saul on, on Tuesdays. <laughs> or maybe I want to go to TJ Maxx and get a new candle on clearance. Um, all of those things are definitely reasons to keep going. And also, I like how he said that the curiosity of what the next day might bring is sometimes enough to keep him going in and of itself. My favorite author of all time, uh, favorite author and girl crush, I might add, Margaret Atwood, has said this very thing. Uh, She is really old and has lived an incredibly rich life. And on multiple occasions, she has stated that the reason that she is alive and keeps going is because she's curious. Like curiosity in the world is something that people do lose when they're depressed, at least I do. Like when I'm super depressed, I don't care what's going on in the world. Um, I All I can focus on is how miserable I am. But that is one indicator of, of when I'm getting healthy again, is that I start getting curious about the world again. I start listening to the news in the morning. Uh, I start becoming curious about the people in my life. Like when you're depressed, it's hard to be a good friend and a good partner, a good child, like whatever the fuck it is. It's hard because it's not that you don't care about the other things in your life, but you don't have that energy to be curious. Um, so, so thank you, Andrew, for that. That's, that's a good one. Uh, my sister Caroline says, I remember the times when I wasn't feeling that way and let them serve as confirmation that I won't always feel that way. It encourages me thinking of how change is a constant thing, and if everything is going quote-unquote badly, that means the best is yet to come. I think of how many wonderful happy moments I've had, and how the last one cannot and will not be the final one. Uh, so good. Um, it's true. It's really easy to focus on the bad when you're going through it. Again, at least for me. It's hard to remember times where I was happy. It's easy to look back at journal entries like the ones I just read and think, I felt like this for so long. Is it just always going to be this way? Like, what can I possibly hope for? But what I don't think about is how happy I was at that time and how good things were and how good things are now. And if I felt that good in the past, I can feel that good again. Uh, So that's a great perspective. My sister-in-law, Alyssa, different Alyssa, says uh, she has a little voice in the back of her head that sings, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, Uh, and that keeps her going when things aren't going her way. Sometimes you just have to keep swimming through the shit. It's incredibly exhausting to think about, but if there's one thing I want to say in this episode, it's that these things will pass, and... If you don't have energy to keep swimming yourself, maybe grab a life preserver. It's okay to, to need some help. For me, sometimes doing that can feel like cheating. It's like going to the bowling ball rink or the bowling alley. It's not a rink, it's an alley. Uh, whatever the place is that you go bowling, it's like getting the, the bumpers put in. It feels like cheating. But all it does at the end of the day is guarantee that you can play along with everyone else. And that's cool. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about bowling right now. (laughs) Uh, Last response is a short one from my friend Rachel at Doomed NYC. She says, motorcycles and plants keep her going when nothing is going your way. Uh, And that kind of brings it back to the theme of self-care and like getting gifts for yourself. Uh, I went through a plant phase where I would just, like, go out and buy a plant whenever I felt sad, and, you know, then I got my kitten, and I had to rehome all the plants because he was eating them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the point is, sometimes that stuff can really make a difference. <sighs> so, as I end this episode, I'm thinking of things that I can do for myself based on all these pickle pull answers that I just shared, and I think I'm going to do a little bit of cleaning, you know? So I, I feel like I didn't just sit in bed all day. But I think I'm also going to watch a lot of TV that I want to watch. And maybe I'll, I'll spend a couple hours just turning my phone off and reading my new library book. Because at the end of the day, I, I was just thinking about this. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to remember these moments more than I remember the productive things that I did. Like... I still remember days where I I just sat around and did nothing and it was really good for my mental health. And in the end, those are the days that are going to help me grow. And so I'm going to do that today. I'm going to drink lots of fluids and rest and try to feel a little bit better. And I I hope that y'all are able to do the same. So with that said, thank you for listening and for being here with me for every part of my life, really. Um, This podcast chronicles a lot of depressing shit it all it also chronicles a lot of exciting shit and in the end I'm just really grateful all right I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll see you next time hello friends it's Christina again as always thank you for listening if you want to support pickles and vodka you can give us a rating or a review on apple podcasts Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Pickles and Vodka Podcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.